Uh, so tell us a little bit about your character. Kavir is a, uh, seems human. He's about six feet tall, um, except that he has uh, noticeably, it's, it's cut short, so it's hard to tell quite at first, but as the light hits it, um, you can tell that he has silver hair. Um, you can't see his eyes because his eyes are closed. Um, and uh, yeah, otherwise just seems like a perfectly typical uh, human male. He um, is in full armor, um, a very like uh, kind of old, but very well kept armor. And uh, that has an insignia, a, a gauntlet, a silver gauntlet um, on kind of a, a crest cool. on part of his uh, armor. And yeah, I assume he, if he's sleeping on this train, he's just like arms crossed. Uh, he has a sword to his side, big sword to his side. And um, yeah, that's what you see. For the listeners, should we tell tell them the class, et cetera, et cetera, like I did? Oh, yes. Sorry. Uh, so he <laughs> is a... Um, man, we're super nerdy. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Uh, if you don't get it, it's fine. Yeah, so technically <laughs> he is multi-classed, which means he has two classes or two roles. Yeah. Um, Fancy. Yeah. He's a paladin sorcerer. So, but for all practical purposes, he is a paladin. Um, big armor, big sword. Um, looks like he has this strong insignia of something that he's following. And that's kind of what you can see. Yep. Paladins versus clerics. Paladins are tied to... Uh, paladins and clerics are both tied to a god or okay. a deity, uh, but paladins are more uh, fighty yeah. and clerics are more uh, healy, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You come on to the Swain train, uh, and you see uh, Kavir sleeping, and he is dreaming. Levi? Levi, you old bat! I knew it was you! <laughs> no way in but tour that all this security was for little old me. Little? was quite the understatement for the dragonborn on Colithos. Both his girth and personality were far, far from small. In much of Far Land, on Colithos was known as the Boulder, for reasons including his size and his reputation. This Boulder was accompanied by an escort of eight soldiers. You flatter me, Anko, said Levi with a half-smile. Seems I'm in a bit of trouble. Hmm, I know better than that. Well, if it wasn't so dark down here, I'd no doubt be seeing that sharp little smile of yours. God's help those ignorance you've come to see. We both know I didn't arrange this meeting. Oh, <laughs> but didn't you? Move, pleaded a shaking soldier holding one-eighth of the boulder's reins. Better move on, Anko, my friend. I think this impatient one needs the loo. Well, needed. Ha ha ha! Levi, you old bat! Have you scared him? Having enough of the encounter, 
the soldiers do their best to direct Anko and Levi their separate ways. Best of luck, Levi! They don't seem to be happy. Oh, it's a heck of a lot brighter in there. Quite the show. Expect your eyes to do a bit of adjusting. <laughs> and you're startled and wake up as the Swain train uh, hits one of the only bumps it does on its route uh, to Zarison. And you see Lilt standing there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Just standing over you. Yeah, that's great. Have we arrived yet? Um, I'm honestly not really sure where we're going. I think uh, the train is going to Zerison. Oh, well, uh, then I don't think so. I think we're still on the uh, still on the path. Okay, thank you. Are you going back to sleep? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll say possibly that maybe Lilt gives up a little bit for now because Kavir is not willing to talk. And uh, for the next several minutes, it's pretty quiet until the train stops again. And a family of, I don't know, is it eight, nine? It's tough to tell because there's so many of them and they keep moving around so much. <laughs> there's a mother and father. And then it looks like ages from maybe two to 13 for seven kids. Mm. And they all have... Big old red hair, almost to the point to where you can't really tell if it's a guy or a girl, depending on their age, uh, and they are wild. Some of them uh, are wearing little beards. Some of them have uh, almost like a henna-like thing on their arms, and uh, you would recognize if you know uh, the judges that this would be uh, a design uh, made to kind of look like Volos. So V-O-L-O-S. Volos is the number two hero right now, Mm. and to a lot of people... Uh, has the chutzpah to be number one, uh, but his temper uh, l- has done some stuff maybe even a judge isn't supposed to get away with. Um, but he's incredibly powerful, and he's a genasi. He's a fire genasi. Uh, I'm a bad f- boy. Yeah, he's a fiery, fiery beard, um, gorgeous fire hair, um, and just kind of probably dresses like the Prince of Persia to show off his tattoos that just kind of look like magma dug into his skin. Do... Uh, the parents that all look like they need help, like, are they riling up Have you been to Disney? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is exactly what the scenario is. Yeah. They, uh, the dad is trying really hard to be excited and mom is stressed the heck out. Uh, and so they're kind of trying to wrangle everybody and they're like, look, oh my God, a car to ourselves. Well, not to ourselves as they like look to Kavir and Lilt and they're like, uh, kids. Oh God. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Pick where you want to sit. And then just go all over the place. And uh, across from you, these are kind of like uh, benches across from each other. Almost like the subway in some places. Uh, Not like two long benches along the cart that face each other, but several sections of four and six and two sometimes. Um, But you're in a little four section, we'll say, Lilt. Uh, And sitting across from you is uh, the eldest, who's about 13, and then two little twins that are both about five years old. And so you are cornered in with parts of this family. And Kavir, uh, the youngest little two-year-old, actually jumps up into your lap. And the mother was like, oh, my God, Donald. No, 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 no. And starts to pull him away. Yeah. (laughs) Pulls him away and takes him on the hip. It is all right. Can I help you with uh, the child? Oh. And she looks at her husband and he's like, Babe, we can use all the help we can get. Yes. Uh, so he, uh, Kavir, um, takes the child and takes the the kind of like 
um, emblem that's on his uh, armor, and he like takes it off and like gives it to the kid just to play with. He's like, here, play with this, and just like it's fine. You you uh, take my seat. I will hold him as uh, we go yeah. uh, on the drain. The kid has a little uh, a fantasy equivalent of a binky in its mouth, and when you put that in its hands, it just opens its mouth wide enough that it just falls to the floor, <laughs> and it's just enamored by this thing. <clears throat> and I think if you stare long enough. Uh, it's a while before he actually starts playing with it. As uh, this uh, little boy um, is looking, what he would probably notice is as he looks at Kavir, is that not only is his hair silver, but his his eyes are silver. So he has a very like so unique... no pupil or anything. Uh, you can't. He does have pupil, and he does have color around his eyes, but it's very oh, oh, light, oh. like like a light silver. Super cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he just has a unique. Other than that, he looks perfectly human, but he does have those two features that are different. Cool. Yep. Gotcha. And so mom and dad, <clears throat> mom and dad in the back have the other three or four kids. Um, but Lilt, uh, as you're sitting there, the twins start to uh, pick on each other a little bit, as maybe little five-year-olds might. Uh, one of the twins uh, is uh, dressed in kind of a plastic-looking type armor and has a massive sword on her back. Uh, and then the little boy is sitting, and it looks like he's journaling. And the little girl takes out her sword and puts it right between his eyes. She's like, <laughs> and he says, "Stop! You're such a nerd. Stop!" <laughs> and then uh, she was, and uh, the little girl looks up at you, Lilton. She goes, "You know what he's doing right now? What is he doing? Scribbery." He wants to be a scribe. When the greatest hero in the world, Spada, who has a sword that makes her fly, does anything that she wants, and he wants to take notes. He wants to take notes! I mean, now, uh, I don't know much, but uh, there's something to be said for scribbery. It's, um, it's pretty great, I would say. For the first time, the little boy puts down his pen, looks up at you, very proper, looks over at his sister, and shoves the pen in her face, and he says, Scribbery! Runs the world <laughs> and goes back down to taking more notes. Uh, <clears throat> Kavir kind of sees this and he walks over and he puts his hand on the girl's. It's the girl that has the sword, right? Yeah. Puts the hand on the girl's sword and pulls it, pushes it down. And he says, Swords are for our enemies. Family. No, I got mixed up my voice. Yeah. Uh, we only have one family. Huh? <laughs> No, 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 dude. Swords are for the best hero in all of far. Okay? <laughs> and who would that be? Spada. Are you serious? Good thing you're going to Zeris and maybe you can get an education. Um, and then the little boy says, <laughs> the little boy says, Edutation. I believe both of you mean education. That's what I said. Uh, I'm trying to decide if he would do anything else. I think he would. I think hold, still holding this other time, this baby. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls. Uh, uh, Kavir holds that. Pulls out his. Uh, he has a great sword. Pulls out his great sword and just like slams it down, like point down. Into mom and the, da- mom and dad are like. In, st- dad stood up into the train. <clears throat> he says, "This is my sword. I use it to protect." Your sword is to protect your family. One of the little kids who comes up 
uh, who's about seven years old, tugs on your something. Do you have like it's just armor, right? Or maybe he knocks yeah, out I mean, armor. Yeah, there's there's like there's probably a robe under <clears throat> the armor. Okay, cool. Right? Like tugs on your robe a little yeah. bit, and is like, can you protect my family? Yes. No, I mean like, like now. What's going and on? then you notice that the little kid under your arm is pointing outside the window. And you can see out the window Uh-oh. a pretty bizarre scene. Mm-hmm. There appears to be, uh, there's a couple of horses. Neither of them are black stallions. Sorry, Lilt. Ah, I was excited. But there's a couple of horses outside, <laughs> and it appears to be a chase. Okay? One of them in the front is this mangly kind of looking old man with a beard that seems to be patchwork, almost like a quilt. Several different colors uh, and a massive tuft of black hair. So a lot of the things aren't lining up. And then behind this, you see what looks like a pretty gruesome looking bandit with a massive backpack on that seems to have eyes. And they're chasing each other alongside the train, almost the same speed. The backpack has eyes? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Does Does the train compartment have a door like can we yeah okay uh then i think of your hands the baby back to parents and takes the emblem back uh he's like here you uh, stay inside and like heads for the door um uh to like i I assume there's like a space between to the two compartments yeah like that's kind of where he's headed is to like kind of like get to where he's like outside and can see a little bit better what's going on. Yeah, for sure. Um, seeing you go, are you going to do anything, Wilt? I was just going to say, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Because like, what's happening? I don't know, but it's happening. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> right? Right, she's going to like. But you also have to be covert with that. That's what's right, interesting She's like pulling out her lyre to mm. like. Excellent. Write a song to help her memory for later. She's going to write a little song. So, I am not going to sing on this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. I mean, maybe one day. If the you like. elderly man with the patchwork beard mm-hmm. looks uh, in desperation at this car, which is probably near the middle. <clears throat> and I'm sure there's some kind of commotion of the other people behind them watching. People, this is like center stage right now. And again, this is a train full of people that are ready for a party, right? They're about to go to Swain. And so maybe there's some of them that thinks it's a show. And some of them that are concerned, many that are excited. Oh, it's not him. Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah. what I was worried. <clears throat> no. But um, <laughs> the uh, the kind of uh, skinny old man with a patchwork beard looks to the door and starts to steer awkwardly the horse towards the door. And boom, 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 like bangs on it and starts to yell, help, <clears throat> help, help. Uh, okay, so there's a door on the side, like basically where it would open. Yeah, okay. like a train. Okay, so I think as he's coming, Kavir would walk around, open the door, and like just one-handed pull this old guy in. Excellent. Uh, as the old guy comes in, he kind of stumbles up and starts his best to close the door, but he's not nearly strong enough. He's like, please, please, oh, please close, help me close it, please. <laughs> Uh, what is going on? Uh, I'll tell you. <clears throat> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's going on. He's got weapons and I don't. Close the door. Yes, uh, there is family with kids here. I need you to tell me what's happening. That's why we close the door. Help! 
Okay. So he reaches over and he just slams the door closed with one hand. <clears throat> so the old man goes to the opposite end of the cart and starts to breathe really heavily and really fast and is looking out the window and it's just like, oh my God. <clears throat> oh my God. I can't believe this is happening right now. And you start to see, you don't even need an investigation check to see that there's some kind of disguise going on. Like this patchwork beard that you saw from a distance feels like somebody raided a store that had a bunch of wee memorabilia. The little <laughs> monk that's a judge and grabbed every single one that they could. From all his different ages where he had like a red beard and then like turned gray and then right, white. Right, right, right. It's just not working. Hmm. Sorry, we're checking my... It's okay, take your time. Are you doing anything? No, I'm just plugging on my wire. <laughs> <laughs> Is this really time for a song? <laughs> it's always a time for a song. I agree. This is one of the kids in the back. <laughs> Nobody. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Vince just hang- headbanging over there. Yeah, yeah. Liar metal. Uh, I guess he just walks over to this guy and is like, um, what... Is this problem you have found yourself in? I <clears throat> I don't know how to tell you this, but I can't tell you this. Um, why, oh are, why are you changing voices? I'm so scared. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Oh my god! And as as uh, the character says that, uh, you start to see that the bandit-looking character is hanging on to the car now has given up the horse and is on the train trying to work his way Amazing. into the door uh, I'm thinking maybe you should go uh, fix your own problem unless you can tell me what is happening my can't I uh, there is family here we are not going to put them at risk if you cannot explain what I have happening. no I have oh forget it and the character starts to take off beard by beard, which is taking people a lot longer than usual as the bandit continues to try and break into the door. Uh, and once the final beard comes off, it is a mid to late 30s girl. And she has this massive hair and these massive bifocals. And she looks exhausted and sweaty and pale. And she says, You have to trust me. I cannot tell you my story. But I need you to help me, please. Look at me. Look at me. And look at him. Does it look like I'm the bad one? (laughs) I don't know about you, but I think that maybe we should help. (laughs) Are you going to sing song? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But not right now. Could you at least move the family more, like, closer away from door? Lilt will, like, gather all the yeah, family. Yeah, as Lilt like... is starting to gather, <clears throat> Kavir, you do notice that the, the little girl, the five-year-old of the twins that had this sword, is starting to try and help the bandit open the door. Hey. <laughs> Excuse me, what is your name? Uh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Siri. <laughs> That's my brother Alexa. Oh my God. 
have to make a name for every NPC. <laughs> Hey Siri, get away from the door. It looks like you're trying to break in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. Okay. Um uh, yeah, let's move away from the door. And he like pulls out as he's like he still has his sword in his hand and he like basically does a little flick and uh his uh sword is gonna basically be enveloped in kind of a green flame. Oh, uh, he's just going to power up. That's amazing. Casting that spell. Yep. Casting that spell. As you move the child, uh, you notice that the bandit's not at the door anymore. Oh, God. And so it appears uh, he's left until uh, you hear some thuds on the roof of the train. And you see a soldier, which they're peri- periodically or, or kind of randomly put on top of the train as like security. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Fall off of one side. Oh, great. And Ma! another soldier fall off of another side. Okay. You can imagine up top, they're trying to come to this bandit, and they're starting to see the altercation. It's a little more serious. Okay. I think is going to just run up and find stairs or some way of getting up to the top. You're going to get on the train? Yep. Okay. Um, you opened the door before. You're welcome to do that again. Open the door. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you open the door. Um, to get on top to see that the so the bandit sees you uh, and sees your fire sword and he's like uh no and goes <laughs> to the other side and is starting to break a window with a small hammer that he has and he's kind of trying to break the window uh, and come back in okay lilt you see that the window is cracking cracking and on the third uh, heave it breaks and he is attempting to climb into the train Lilt is going to do something about that ish but I don't know the what whole family has moved to the other side great, great, great. with dad grabbing Siri by the neck to make sure she doesn't try and fight <laughs> this bandit um I am going to oh do I cast a spell is, it for, is this for a rat also Vince I'm sorry it's taking so long to get to you. I'm having a blast. Okay. Um, I think I will cast Thunder Wave. Oh, shoot. Oh, nice. To try and uh, knock him off the train because we're not letting him get at those kiddos. Uh, all creatures in area... Whoop. Sorry, hold on. You're good. Um, I don't know if it's a save. It should say over on the side. How wide do you think the room we're in right now is? Wide? Wide. Wide, ten, mm, less than ten uh, feet. Six, feet. yeah. Yeah, six or eight feet. So the train car is probably 14 uh, by like 28. Right? Oh, concentrate. Uh, no. Feet. Yeah. Save. Uh, Constitution saving throw. Okay. Mm-hmm. And oh, your this save one. is Sorry, 13. <coughs> the train car. Okay, so oh. it's very wide. It's a big train. Nice. Okay, It's probably 14 okay. feet by like 30 feet. Okay. Oh, okay. Keep that in mind with area spells. No, okay. Yep. There's a um, whole family in there. Okay. Uh, ten feet away, so I can. I want to aim it straight at the bandit. Uh, Lilt Coming is going to cast yes, okay. thunder wave at the bandit, try and knock him off the train. Uh, you have to do a Constitution saving throw. Okay, let me pull him up. First roll. First roll of the season. First roll of the season. At the podcast. You drop your feet from. You drop your dice from like six feet in the air so that you get that good table clatter. Absolutely for the aesthetics. No, uh, the ASMR. That's what I'm looking for. Also, shout out to D&D Beyond. They helped me to create encounters. 
Oh, that's fine. Which is what we have here. I'm going to drop nice. this uh, So I have to do a constitution saving throw. Yes. Uh, because I have loaned, I feel like the only year. pair of dice to Ben, I'm going to use Ooh. the Google app. That Google D20. That was just in the Slack, right? Yes. You got <coughs> Google roll a D20. And do what? Google roll a D20. Okay. Gotcha. So we're going to do our constitution saving throw. Uh, DC 13. That's what they have to beat. He rolled a one. Sucker! Ooh. Crit fail first roll. Crit fail. So um, <laughs> you send shockwaves through his ancestry. <laughs> through this, his ancestry and the backpack on his back that has eyes. Uh, and he shoots off of that train. Um, and in whatever language, very likely under common, even when he is about 600 feet away with the train moving so fast, you hear all sorts of expletives. The parents don't have enough hands to cover the ears <laughs> of their seven to nine children. And a couple of the kids are like, <gasps> and then um, the little boy, Alexa. Oh my God, I can't. They call him Alex. I'm sure it's just Alex. We'll say Siri and Alex are the twins. There it is. Alex walks over to you and he stands by you looking really proud at Siri and he goes, Hmm, where is her sword? He's right. I definitely don't have a sword. <laughs> well, I have a rapier, but you know. Yeah. And then so there's like whatever like little celebration with strangers that you can possibly have. This one's far away above what you would have ever expected. The whole car is going crazy as Kavir stands on the top of a train <laughs> to see. I mean, imagine your viewpoint. Like you're getting ready to chop this dude. And you see probably, you probably notice the bolts or not. Uh, it's a pretty powerful magic. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it just launches him yeah, off. Totally. And so what are you doing now? Are you heading back in the car? Yeah, I think okay. it just ducks back in. What are you doing? Like it probably blew out other windows. Right? Oh, for right? sure. Like it was like it completely just blew it's out. It's like the it's car. like thunder damage. It's like right. like sound vibrations. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So it definitely did that. I Sweet. love it. So now we're like in a it, Corvette. It's car. like a fifteen foot cone, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Makes the drive a little more celebratory to kind of smell the outside air after <laughs> escaping. He gets down and I think uh, Kevin just said like turns and is like uh, I think now is time for some um, and Mariah plays a song and I play Lilt. a song <laughs> excellent and everybody sings along yeah. maybe a well <clears throat> amazing if you keep listening maybe one time you'll hear me sing not tonight yeah. that's great amazing uh, and so as you continue to make your way towards Zerison um, we change scenes a little bit and transition to, uh, and your shop, Vince, yeah, is Cyrus, is playing Cyrus, who your shop is in Zarison, right? Uh, it is. So yeah. tell me a little bit about your shop. You're at work right now, right? Yes. Um, you had mentioned earlier, are there, uh, like, are the games, like the, the, the fair games, is that happening right now? Not yet. It's all not preparation yet. for. It is not yet yeah. the 100th anniversary. So festivities start on day one. It's like 12 days of Christmas style. Right. There's Christmas and those 12 days are post. So we've got, okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so then I, th- I feel like the, uh, if you're into cameras, the the slow pan down this Love sort it. of cobblestone, nondescript 
street mm-hmm. uh, and you just hear the the clink of a hammer against metal yeah um and and it's a very very humble blink and you miss it sort of blacksmith awesome. shop so i would say too i will say there so there are nine rings of zarison zarison is a capital has nine different walls for defense with massive gates to all. Every Amazing. single one of them can be closed. So there's whatever, uh, <clears throat> like, worst case scenario to where you continue to move your people into the next wall to try and save them from sure. from attackers. What kind of ring? The ring goes uh, kind of uh, economic standing. So, like, the government and the castle and the palace are in the middle, and we work all the way out. What ring do you think you're... you're uh... Yeah, I mean, he's a pretty humble dude. But he's also a super talented blacksmith, cool. right? So, like, I feel like he's probably four or five. Cool. But he's he ha- he can't afford the like his loft is above the rent. The, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like he, it's a it's a one one shop deal. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you hear the clink of of a hammer striking hot metal, um. And in the shop, uh, the wall is overloaded with tools and little bits of armor and belts and then a couple swords and axes and hammers and he's just like overproducing inventory for what he's selling um and then there's also this like little grand stand of of like daggers that are facing up so the blades are pointed towards the ceiling um and he's got like a little sign in front that just says like in horrible handwriting just says ring toss (laughs) Uh, and so he's like trying to set up for the festivities and like be a oh, part nice. of the. <laughs> it's like, your little carnival game. Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> basically if you if you get a dagger, you take the dagger home. I love it. And he's he, he is completely oblivious to like parents aren't going to let their twelve year old take a sure. dagger home. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a man just kind of working and humming to himself, just real jovial like. Um, and, and so he's a so I'm playing Cyrus. Um, and he's a fire genasi, much like uh, this this big buff do at the number two. Bolos. Bolos. Um, yeah, so much like that, but uh, <laughs> he looks nothing like Bolos. <laughs> he is, uh, gosh, so so genasi are uh, the product of somebody from this plane, so elf, dwarf, human, somebody like that, um, having a child with a genie, mm. just so that you know where they're and so genies live on like the elemental planes and stuff like that uh so he's a fire genasi um which is perfect for him sitting in this hot room yeah uh he's got like a trench coat that is open and then like high pants cinched tight with just like a simple cord very simple um but it's not like captain america hot it is sure yeah yeah he is mid 40s overweight short in game thor hot end game thor hot (laughs) Uh, but give me almost half a foot less. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, his his skin is red, um, and he's got one arm that you can see as you watch him work is in the like, it, it's the it's the metal working arm. So it's in the furnace. It's in it's it's his like working left arm. that's just kind of turned this charcoal color. I love it. Um, no gloves. Yeah, no, I like. I was no gonna shirt. say I like to imagine him reaching in to take the. Piping yes. hot metal with just his hands. Very dumb. Oh man. Um, and so th- this is this is Cyrus as he sits there. He's got kind of just this like very small receding wisp of hair on on the top of his head. Amazing. And his eyes look like um, they're they're coal, so they're mostly gray, really dark. 
but if you watch him and and he gets excited, these little like darts of red will take take you know character in his yeah. eyes, and he's just kind of hammering on this really small piece of metal. Yeah, um, not quite. It hasn't quite taken shape yet. But on this big anvil, you know, it's very, it's not a sword or anything like that. Yeah. And he's just kind of humming to himself. Cool. Um, because I'm the DM and I have the power to do so, uh, you're, you were by yourself until uh, in through the door walks um, one of your regular customers uh, that you don't necessarily have to have a history with. I'll try and paint that picture for you. Uh, but Dylan walks in. And so Dill walks in uh, and he's like, Cyrus, man, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) No way. Well, that has to be the voice of Dylan. And he kind of looks over his shoulder. Dylan, oh my stars. How are you, buddy? Here I am in the flesh. Finally, I can come in here and just have more than your company, brother. I got some money. Come on in with that money, brother. I'm so excited to have you. Welcome (laughs) to the heat. Absolutely, man. And he kind of wipes his hands on the on the tails of his of his uh, of his trench coat and walks up to it's a it's the counter. Listen, you could rob this place so easy. <laughs> yes, take me there. He's like, hey, what can I do for you, brother? Well, honestly, I thought I thought I had something in mind, but as I look around, you continue to put out some good stuff. I mean, how how fast are you making stuff, Si? Dylan, I'm making stuff about as fast. As the stuff will tell me what it wants to be. Oh, man. You know man. what I'm saying? You trying to talk all that crazy talk with this weapons talking to you and stuff. Here, they Take me to that dagger area. Let me see some of that. I need some defense here. You know? Yeah, come on. I've hey, been you, practicing. Yeah, you want to throw a ring or what? I, I might. It's, it's free, right? Yeah, it's free. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to spend all my money here with you today. You deserve it. Listen, a longtime customer like yourself, first ring's free. Here you go. And he just rifles this, like, little, it's, I don't even know. <laughs> just made it. Fantasy cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> fantasy <laughs> cardboard. Whatever that is. And he hands him, like, a blue painted ring. Awesome. Uh, Dylan, so in the fantasy world, I promise you Dylan doesn't know who Kobe Bryant is. But right now, he's trying to be him. I love it. A ring toss feels like it would not look like what Dylan is attempting. Perfect. And as he throws it, it does a a hard right straight into the furnace. And I'm sure just burns up or whatever it is. Like, hey, man, you know, this, my friend, Cy, is why I need a weapon. Yeah, that's right. No, there's a wind. It's a draft. Give me something I don't have to throw. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, Dylan, I'm going to include... I'm gonna include a dagger in your purchase. What do you what are oh you looking for, gosh. brother? Well, honestly, man, tell you the truth, there's about to be a bunch of tourists up in here. <laughs> and I don't know, man. I just need something that I don't know. I just feel like heroes walking around, judges out in public. I'm not really a fighter. You saw me trying to I can't even toss a ring, man. I just need something to I thought I was going to come in and do offense. I need some defense, man. What you got for me that's going to help? You got any kind of chain mail or something like that I can get? Yeah, brother. Okay, here's the deal. Dylan, with your frame, I'm going to say all you need is one simple sparkling plate on your chest. I feel it. Yeah. And then you we and then we look, we strafe down left, right? And 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 as we strafe down left, we see this dagger. Uh-huh. On your hip. I'm going to tell you Nobody's going to mess with you, except for the ladies. You know what I'm saying? You're right. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, and, and so Cyrus is just going to go to the back wall and pick. He knows Dylan's budget. 
he's been in here. Dylan has come in way more times than he can buy, right? And so sure. he's just been kind of like, and so he picks up this this just very simple but but nice, um, just sort of chest plate, uh, and and on it is just this simple little flame symbol. Mm. Very, very just minimalist outside. You said, phrase. welcome to the heat. Is that just a phrase you have, or is that the name of your store? No. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well, now it's the... So it is the name of the store. <laughs> this is uh, the power of D&D. You can just make name it what you want. Yeah. No, no, no. It is... So it's now the name of the store, welcome to the heat. <laughs> cool, this, cool, cool, cool. Very guy, good. Because this old guy is trying to market to fantasy millennials. Yeah, like, sure. <laughs> I don't know what they. I think this is good. Yeah. Do you like this? Almost welcome it. to the jungle. Isn't this um, it? And so and so he hands him this this plate and uh, or this chest plate and then and then pulls the the dagger that like his ring sort of bounced off of. Okay. Yeah. And, and you know puts that mm-hmm. on the on the table and says, "I think this is all you need, brother." Yeah. Now here's the thing, Sai. You're so kind and you've been good to me, but. <laughs> I know how good you are, man. I know what you're trying to pursue here. And I, you know what's in my pocket can't pay for this. Look, this is what I got. And he shows you like he's just got some of the most he's ever had. But it's certainly not half of what you've just given him. You think it's five gold pieces? Yeah. Okay. So Cyrus takes the five out of his hand and kind of like hefts it. And then he gives him two back. And he says, I'll tell you what. You keep coming to me, you you keep coming visiting me every month. What was it today the seventh? Uh huh. All right, I'll see you on the seventh of next month. You bring me one gold piece. You're in the. Uh, I want to see you for five months. Easy. And we're gonna call it good. But Easy here's the style. deal. Oh my gosh. I want you wearing this breastplate as much as you can. I'll put I want, it on right now. This is that marketing, brother. You're a billboard. You got it. And I want you wearing that dagger. Dylan, I like you. Hell, I think I love you. <laughs> hey, man, I love you too, man. <laughs> and I'll see you next month, yeah? This means a lot, Sai. Thank you. And as Dylan turns around to head out, after like thinking of hugging you and not hugging you, he starts to walk out. But in runs the now beardless lady that we saw on the Swain train. Okay. And close behind her is this bandit with a backpack. And they storm into the store.